0: After hours of trying to try and get this podcast rolling, because of somebody, actually me, because of me, uh, we are just now starting this, so I, I want to welcome you guys um, to the first podcast, I guess, because I've recorded others, but, you know, they're not going to be posted, whatever. Um, but welcome to the first podcast of Man After God. I'm your host, James White, or you can call me Jim, Jimmy, whatever you want to call me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm here to try to do this and hopefully not annoy so many people and and stuff. This is my, this is new to me. I'm very awkward behind the mic and behind anything, really. And... What
1: are you behind?
0: I hadn't even introduced you. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is my girlfriend, Michaela, who will... Be a regular ho. I mean, well, guest, I guess you could say. Mm. Say hello.
1: Hello, world.
0: Hello, world. Mm. That's her first word. Well, no, that's not her first words here, but. Technically,
1: on this podcast, since you mm. deleted all the others.
0: Because mm. we've done so many, and it's, just, it's embarrassing how many we've done.
1: Maybe for um, you, not for me, but, you know. It's not yeah. my podcast.
0: <laughs> um. But yeah.
1: Are we gonna talk about the topic?
0: Yeah. The so there's a topic that really has been in my heart. It's been something that I've struggled with, especially here lately, and been trying to understand and been trying to pray about and um j- just really be be in the spirit and knowing what God has planned for me. But today I feel like me and Michaela Oh, that that's her name, Michaela. If I didn't say it before, her name is Michaela. I believe you did. I may have. I don't know. But the topic is the struggle of stepping into your calling.
1: Yeah, so I think this is a very important question because I feel like a lot of us Christians, or anybody really, you know, anybody stepping into like a career or like a relationship, new school, college all that stuff i feel like yeah we all struggle with stepping into a new season and a new area in our lives and i think it's really important that we discuss like what it looks like to step in to a new calling it's almost like a new promised land that you're stepping into with god and it always looks different and feels different when you say
0: yeah i can agree with that yeah
1: yeah so the question is like how do you get started like and I guess we're, like, sharing, like, our own personal, how we walked with that yeah. journey with the Lord and how we got to where we are and this area of our lives and how that looks for us. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, because one thing that I want to discuss is mine, it's my own struggle and Michaela's own struggle with walking into God's calling because I know we've had we've had so many nights of worry and and questions, worry and questions yeah.
1: A bunch of questions.
0: Of how do we step into our calling? I'm a whole lot timid. You know, I'm you know, usually the quiet one, the one that stands in the back. But in my my spirit, and one thing I do know that God has called me to is to be a pastor, to be a counselor. And that scares me. That, that, that makes me want to just hide in a corner and cry. Because I'm usually the one... That's serving behind the scenes. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not the one that be upon a stage or upon the pulpit and Mm -hmm. be like, oh, you know, this is what you should do and what, what, blah, blah, blah. And I know that's not what a pastor actually does. They lead people into the kingdom. Mm -hmm. But um, that that's just one thing that scares me. Is what if I'm leading people the wrong way? What if my beliefs doesn't line up with what God believes and it's something that I've had to pray about myself and it terrifies me and it scares me and that's just it's just I get paralyzed by fear
1: yeah because you're like the silent helping hand and I think this podcast is really like putting you out there like to the new promised land and like the new area and like the new seasons God's put you in and so this is really like a big leap for you and kind of like a lump in your throat type of moment.
0: Oh, yeah. I do, too. Because it's... It's scary. Because even whenever I'm behind this mic, I freeze. Like, my mind goes blank. My tongue feels like it's got a chain wrapped around it. I, I mumble. I, um... I say, um, a lot. If, if you don't notice. Uh, and I stutter.
1: Um... But at least you're stepping out here and into it. I think that's very important. Like, you're actually stepping into the promised land. So, tell me, like, what, us and your, me and your listeners, like, what made you decide to take that leap? Like, what pushed you to taking that leap and not sitting back and feel like, how did you step into this part of the calling?
0: That'd be my desire for God. My desire to please Him. My desire to, um to be his worker because because I don't want to regret anything in my life and anything that God has called me to do because if I stay in the back in on the sidelines you know I'm going to regret not allowing myself to be up on the court Mm -hmm. because when coach calls me in I say hey I just want I just want to be the water boy I just want to give out the water I don't want to be out on that court because I may m- make a turnover, I may shoot an air ball, I may, you know, not not make the right pass. Um that that's something that I can't do. And that's one thing that God has pushed me and um uh, and has shown me that I can't do. And that's something that that really pushes me and motivates me is cuz I want to do it for God more than anything else
1: i think that i think that's very important what you're saying how you want to do it for god because i think at least in my case like my calling i it scares me when i make the calling my god and not god yeah. be the center focal point because i feel like it's not so much stepping into the calling as it is it's putting god first you know, like, I feel like we need to be more worried about God than we need to be about our callings. I do. Like, step into it, obviously, and of course, but when we get scared, it's when we make the calling our God and make it what we're yeah. looking at and not really, like, looking and waking up to God and being like, Hey, how can I serve? What does it look like for me today to grow closer to you? To serve like you would serve. To be the hands and feet of Jesus.
0: There's been so many times that I've been like, no, I don't want to be the hands and feet of Jesus. I'd just rather just sit back. Like I was t- telling you, I'd just rather be the water boy. And God, God's like, uh-huh, you, you don't want to be the water boy because the water boy doesn't get get where he needs to be. He doesn't grow his potential. He, He's not living out his potential, just giving out water. That's, that's not his that's that's not god's plan for the water boy. God god has a different plan for the water boy than what we have.
1: So i think what you're saying is like the water boy is just like the beginning of your yeah. calling.
0: Yeah. Because a
1: water boy does play an important part on a yeah. basketball team. I will say this.
0: Because what well, in any sport, you know, you see like the younger one. You see, you see a younger one that uh is the water boy. And then they move up, and then they become a star on on mm-hmm. their team, whether it be football, baseball, basketball, so, soccer, whatever it is.
1: So the water boy doesn't stay the water boy. It's just yeah. preparing him to go to his next thing, Like kind of yeah. like this podcast is doing in our yeah. lives.
0: Yeah. And that's one thing that I saw. But with with my own basketball um, career career in, ba- in high school.
1: Go Wolf County Wolves.
0: <laughs> I was the water boy my whole my whole entire time. I went kind I went kind of the backwards route because whenever I was in elementary school, I was kind of the starter. Then I went down to the bench player, and then I went down to the water boy, pretty much. And to me, that was unsettling. But I seen how God growed me and let me see that there's purpose. There's purpose in every little job. There's purpose in every little thing. And just because you're the water boy doesn't mean that that you don't have that potential to grow. You don't have that growth potential.
1: Yeah, and I want to talk about how like, we like think, like, oh, when I'm behind the pulpit. Or, oh, when I'm meeting people in the worship. Or, oh, when I'm a New York Times best-selling author. Or, like, you have the bachelor's degree. You know, Mm -hmm. the little things that got you there are... What really made you into the person that you are when you're doing your calling. That is true. And even when you step off the stage or the clock out, like, you're still the same person that you were in there. And the little acts are what build up to, like, your career and everything. So I don't think that there's any moment that you're really without God or, like, you're not doing His work Everything is doing His work. Like in the Bible, it says do everything as if you are doing it unto the Lord because you are. Everything we do is a form of worship, and everything is holy if He's with us.
0: And speaking of worship, I know that you had a problem with your own calling with worship.
1: Yeah, like that verse where it talks about Jesus is with the woman at the well, and He says, that the time for true worshippers is near where they worship in truth and in love, I think it's what it says. See, that verse always kind of tripped me up. Because, like, in youth group, there would be like, oh, worship is so important. And it is important. They would try to break it down, but it would just make me more confused. Because I'm like, I would get just so confused because they would talk about how worship comes from the heart, and you need to worship, and they put, like, this big old, big importance and pressure on it. And it just, like, freaked me out. Like, I really struggled with this wrestling with worship because it's...
0: I feel like a lot of churches put emphasis on worship. Yeah,
1: it's such a big deal, and it is a big deal. But the thing is, like, everything else you have to realize and go back to the basics, go back to the daily walk, go back to the garden. Go back to the prayer. Go back to your intimate time with the Lord. And what does that look like? And how are you going to shot it from the rooftop of what he has told you? For me now, worship is not everything I do. Worship is in my job. Worship is in walking, breathing, eating, sleeping, obviously singing. Everybody knows that, one, But it's like everything is like a gesture of love back to the Father. And that's all that it is, is you're like remembering whose you are and you're his child and this is his love language like giving it all back to the father to me now worship is giving it all back to the father giving him my heart daily and something that is very important to me now and i heard someone say is like if he is with us suddenly everything that we are doing is now a holy act And that radically also changed how I saw worship.
0: It's funny how you say that because whenever you think of worship, you think of songs first. You think of somebody singing a song upon um, the pulpit or something like that. Or or you think of uh, your iTunes worship music or Air One or something like that. But um, the thing is, you're right, it is in the little things. And you know it's something like um what's her name uh amanda cook
1: mm-hmm. had
0: said uh um uh, i forget what which song is that that she she said that uh uh I want you more than just a song or something
1: uh take me back
0: oh take, take take
1: what's the title mm-hmm. I am yeah. because you are
0: yeah." Uh, and she talked about take me back to to the times where worship rem- w- was more than, than just, just a song. song, yeah, and
1: and that, all my life was an offering, yeah, and remembering the whole song is remembering I am because you are I am because he is if he is I am then that's why I am me,
0: yeah, and. I feel like a lot of, a lot of Christians get tripped up on that. They mm-hmm. they think, "Oh, I need a song to feel that closest with God." I know I did. I know that's one thing I struggled with in my Christian walk was okay, you know, I need this worship song song to um to make me feel God. I to help me be in the presence of God. Yeah, it has go to be this the, song. It has yeah. to be that specific song at that specific season.
1: And that specific wind needs yes. to hit you in the face. Yes. You need to recreate the upper room when actually you're walking around with the upper room inside your that's chest. That's true.
0: That's true. Because, you know, we, where we are the church, God is with us no matter where we go.
1: Yeah. And just to, everybody's talking about the coronavirus, but that's one thing that people have been pointing out. And I feel like the church is really waking up to is like, yes, the church building is important. Yeah. And it Mm. is sacred. It's a very sacred and important place. It's the Father's house. But we are the church. If you want to talk about the church, we are the church. We are the body. You know? It's not just you go to the house, the church, the building, and it's the house, and it's all of a sudden like the holiest thing in the world. It's the people that are there praying and seeking and being exposed. Expectant of the Father and that's why it's so electric there, but it's just as electric there as it is in your own house. I know Holly Frederick was talking about how maybe the reason why we experience God so much in the church is because so many people are going there expecting to hear from him in his house.
0: Exactly. And the big thing about it is that in my opinion, and going back to the purpose and um, step into our callings, you know the calling of our internet, and the I mean we we the re- noise. Yeah. Well, not just that uh, we we the gospel is getting more spread through the inter- internet right now. At this this point, really, I believe I believe the gospel is being more spreaded out now because now people now more churches are doing oh, yeah. more live streams. Yeah, live streams. They're doing more. They're doing more to get and spread around the world, mm-hmm. and people that went never go to church
1: are not hearing the gospel. Yes,
0: because because they live with their mother who does go to church, but they don't want to. That they don't go to church. They live but with their sister
1: when, who does, their brother who does, exactly. their cousin.
0: It's like. it's getting into their whole house, and the the church is getting out of the church buildings and actually. Uh, working, working in the world. Yes,
1: it's manifesting. Yeah, because Jesus knows everyone's address.
0: Exactly, and that and see that takes us back to, you know, stepping to our callings, and going into, um, more into our into a ministry because our whole life is our ministry. Yeah, and you know, a lot of people has this calling of okay, you know. We need to post this. God, God wants us to post more um, of our videos here, and people. I mean, people that 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 doesn't have that many members are getting two thousand views per per video.
1: Wait, really?
0: Mhm.
1: Well, see, I think this also takes us back to stepping into your calling because, like, behind the scenes stuff that these pastors did to get them there. Imagine if they didn't step into this and they didn't have these churches, and then that means that these churches wouldn't be on Facebook right now. Like, these messages of the gospel and the hope and the restoration and resurrection of Jesus Christ wouldn't be out there if these pastors hadn't have done the work and stepped into their calling.
0: Exactly. That's so—I mean, you're right about that. And it's just—it's beautiful to see how them stepping into the calling— and stepping up to the plate and being the leaders and not just, just cr- crumbling under Satan's the weight. pressure. Yeah, that that the stigma mm-hmm. that w- we as Christians have even put on ourselves. Wow. Um, the gospel wouldn't be all over the globe right now. I mean, it's just crazy and blows my mind to think about this.
1: Yeah, when the Holy Spirit blows on something, it's like wildfire. Mm-hmm.
0: And you know, that just brings me back to me and you too, and then with everybody else that may be struggling with this, that you know, it's it's a everyday struggle. I've heard pastors sent talk about, you know, I just wanted to give up. Uh, I've heard Stephen Vertex say, you know, the one thing about being a leader, he said, if he was to focus, if he was to focus upon every little thing that could happen, that's him as the leader. He said he would crumble under the weight.
1: Yeah, I think everybody would.
0: I do, too. I just like how he put put it because I feel like every pastor has that kind of stress.
1: Yeah, but I just... Also, I'm just talking, like, from, I guess, like, Or the, anybody, really. Like, the... Um,
0: In general speaking.
1: Like, the civilian perspective <laughs> of, like, yeah. we all... It's not just pastors, which obviously, and you weren't saying that, but I'm just saying, like, people who aren't pastors, like, you have this job or you have this thing that you have to do and you know the Lord's wanting you to do it and it's been laid up on your heart. And it's scary. It's honestly so scary to do that. I remember one time, like, two or three years ago, I went to the library and around that season... It was like a youth group is like talking about like fully stepping out there into what God had called you to do. Like fully stepping into it, no matter how crazy it sounded or whatever. Would, would we do it? And he ch- and the youth leader challenged us to do it. And so that week I went to the library and just before Sunday I saw this woman and I guess this was her son. Maybe it was a friend's kid or something. But they were sitting outside and it looked like they were playing with like jacks or something. I don't know. But I was walked past them and I was almost to my car and I felt like the Lord was telling me to go and pray for them. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Lord, I don't really wanna do that. I don't know them. Like, what if something happens? Like, I don't know, what if she gets offended? What if they get offended? What if I get yelled at? And he would not I actually got all the way into my car. And he kept pressing it on my heart. So I eventually, finally, get out of the car. I go over, and I ask her, I'm like, Hey, I know this is going to sound maybe a little bit strange, but can I, I feel like the Lord just wants me to pray for you. So can I, can I please pray for you? And she said, yeah, sure. And I prayed for her, and then after, I said, you know, if this offended you, I really apologize. And she said, no, no, it's cool. And then she... Pull her necklace out of her shirt. And she's like, no. Said, it's cool. Said, I got a cross right here. So, yeah. Thank you so much. And that's just something that I don't think I'll ever forget.
0: Mm -hmm. That is beautiful. That's why I remember you telling me that. And it it still moves me. And because you never know why why God wanted you to pray for that. Mm -hmm. Pray for them. It could have been any reason.
1: It could have been obedience. You know, just never really, we never really know. We'll know when we get to heaven, though. But also, I want to mention that at the heart of all of this is we have to forgive and we have to love. And we have to be gracious to ourselves and others as we're stepping into our calling. We need, like, to constantly channel into our soul of the fruits of the spirits. Or else we're never going to get this. We're always going to be crumbling. We're always going to be fearful and everything else.
0: And the thing is, you mentioned about how it's scary, you know, even with our jobs. And especially right now, I mean, with everything that's going on, it can be scary.
1: Coronavirus!
0: And, I mean, a lot of people are panicking. They are um, uh, scared. Losing their minds, honestly. Yeah, and rightfully so because, you it's know. This so is scary. It's, it, We've it, never
1: yeah. experienced a global pandemic like this before. Mm-hmm.
0: But, um, but if God's calling you to step into this calling, this is worth the challenges you will face during this time. And you are going to face challenges regardless Regardless of what time it is. There's going to always be challenges that's really difficult to climb over. This one just seems bigger than than usual because, you know, it it's what everybody's struggling with, but in different ways. And that that's a topic for for another time. Um about how we can struggle with the same same stuff in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um but right now this is the big thing. This is a big thing for everybody. But there's always going to be that hurdle that we got to jump over some may seem larger than the other ones Mm -hmm. until we get up on it until we get past it Mm -hmm. but we have we have to remain faithful and we have to continue to step in instead of stepping out if we're stepping out then we are not allowing ourselves to live to our full potential yeah
1: we're not allowing ourselves to grow,
0: exactly.
1: and the area of life that God has planted us in in this season. You know,
0: and this is words to me too. This isn't something that I'm trying to be like. Oh, you know, th- this is what you should do.
1: We're not. really ministering to ourselves. Yeah,
0: this is something that is God is really for for both, the both of us because. You know, I've struggled with it countless knots, like I said, at, you know, the beginning of this podcast, but,
1: but this is kind of the last thing I want to say, is that here the other day, you know I journal a lot, mm-hmm. I like to journal, and something that struck out to me, like, I was just going about my day, and I was thinking about when Jesus prayed in the garden before he was crucified. And then I get to think about Psalms 23, and then out of the blue, it just hit me, the garden is the valley, the valley is the garden with you. And I think that's, that just blew my mind, it still blows me away right now, because no matter where we are, there we're always in the garden, whether it's we're in the tough times, you know? A lot of times we hate the valley, we don't want to go in the valley, but the valley is where we really grow, because suddenly we're not, you know, looking at all these other things, we're strictly looking on Jesus. And I feel like, good seasons we look at Jesus, but I feel like when certain things are piercing us, I feel like we are really looking towards Jesus. And so, we're always in the garden with Jesus, even if it's a valley. We, It's never really a valley, it's always a garden if you're with Jesus.
0: Yeah, because... So many times we talk about standing upon the mountain, standing upon the mountain of God, you know. But what about the valley of God?
1: What about that part of the garden?
0: Exactly. It, it, the, the garden may ha- have some thorns in it, but the so did uh, the crown, crown of thorns that they placed on Jesus' head. That's the beautiful part about it. And that turned into the rose. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, if you really think about it, because rose bushes usually has thorns. Yeah, They yeah. they're pretty. That that they come they come from the throne thorns thorns. Thorns, yeah. And, but they blossom into something beautiful. Yeah. That's that's the. That's the crazy thing about it, is that something that that can be hurtful can be used for beautiful ways in a good way. And that's how God uses a lot of these situations.
1: Yeah. So ultimately, I think what we want, hopefully you listening, is like start thinking about, after hearing how we've walked through up till now, how we see the journey of -hmm. the struggle of our calling and how we've stepped into it and what it looks like for us daily. Because honestly, guys, we didn't know what it looked like for us we had to like do the work step into like the mud and the trenches and grow so ultimately we hope that this stirs your heart and inspires you and helps you and answers some questions maybe you have and now you'll start thinking about what it looks like for you and your struggle with your calling how you can grow and go from there
0: and this can be applied to to anybody at any point of life
1: if you're four years old right now
0: yeah, if you're four years old, but even if you're fifty-four in the m- midst of your calling,
1: or ninety-nine,
0: yeah, yeah, you, like, you can still take take words. I mean, I may not be the wisest, but the thing is, is a topic that we all can discuss and we can, um, we we can bounce off each other. And that's the beautiful part about words, is that it's meant to be bounced off each other. Yeah. Like, to in a healthy way.
1: Yeah. Like Jim said, like anybody, like it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Every day is holy. Every day we're doing it constantly for Jesus. Your ministry, your day-to-day life is your greatest ministry, and what are you going to do with it?
0: That's true. And... I guess, do you have anything else that you want to add?
1: Nope. I think we're good. I think we covered everything. I hope you guys enjoyed this.
0: I do too. And I know I had fun. I actually had fun. More fun than what I thought it would. Because it is fun doing it with you. Thanks. You're it's my fun favorite with you. guest. And hopefully, co-hunks one day.
1: <laughs> we may need to change the name of this podcast, though.
0: <laughs> I know. But uh, I, appreciate, I appreciate you guys. And I hope that you all enjoy your day, or the rest of the night, or wherever time it may
1: be. Whatever part of the day this is, we hope you enjoy sleeping for the night, or waking up and starting your day, or you just got off work, or you know, like you said, whatever. I hope you enjoy it.
0: And we are praying for you guys, and we love you all, and we hope that um, things go well for you, and... What should
1: I add? I hope if you haven't found like I hope that you have enjoyed your date with Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. That's it. See you guys next time. Alright. Uh,
0: y'all have a nice one.
1: Bye.